Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. These are the prison epistles. Good morning, everyone. Uh, we're talking about prayer again on this Friday morning. I talked about it a couple weeks ago. We're stepping out of the prison epistles to talk about prayer again today. And I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that my prayer life tends to be one that is very conversational with God and with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. From the moment I wake up till the moment I lie down, I'm in this conversation with God all day. And it's a wonderful conversation. Uh, but there are also times where I want more than that conversation. I, I want more of a deeper and richer and more intimate time with God. And so the question is, how do we make that happen? Uh, what, what do we do about that? Because I think we all want that, don't we? We want this rich, rich life with Jesus. And one way is the ancient biblical practice and the modern practice, it's never gone away, of fasting. Of fasting. Now, I don't know what your experience is with fasting and prayer, uh, but throughout my Christian journey, I haven't had a lot of experience in fasting. I've taught a bit about it. Uh, I've at times demonstrated it a bit, but fasting is something that um, I, I'm not sure if I call it a failure on my part, but I haven't done a lot of it. And if I was going to reflect and be honest, I think it's because often fasting involves an intensity of needing to know something or to receive something from God that uh, in my life and the way God has blessed me, I, I haven't always had to pursue. Uh, and maybe I did, but I, I just didn't know. And so I would call that at times maybe a bit of a failure on my part, maybe a reflection of my self-sufficiency and my comfort or my lack of urgency uh, at times when, when I needed to be more urgent. Now, certainly in our culture today, COVID, I think, is providing us a wake-up call in terms of needing to seek the Lord more deeply. Uh, and so let's talk about fasting because I think that fasting uh, is something wonderful and I'm attempting to practice it a little bit more. But some questions about it, because I think it's misunderstood. First of all, what is fasting? Most people think it's just about food, um, but it's more than that. Fasting is actually purposely omitting things that we normally practice and we normally enjoy in order to seek the Lord and to hear from Him. So let me say that again. This is my definition. It is purposely omitting things that we normally practice and that we enjoy in order to seek the Lord and to hear from thing, to hear from him. So things like uh, I, I I don't eat in order to spend that time that I would normally eat seeking the Lord. And when those hunger pangs uh, begin to come up within my body, my physical body, it reminds me of my hunger to seek the Lord. Uh, it cannot just be food, though. It 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 can be daily activities, uh, maybe something else that I'm doing, something that I enjoy. It can be uh, clothing even. There are passages in the Bible where people uh, went into fasting as they practiced almost like a mourning period of time with fasting, and they would put on mourning clothes, clothes that they would be uh, that would demonstrate that they were they were into a mourning time uh, and a fasting time before God. And the New Testament even talks about within marriage, uh, couples abstaining from sexual activity, fasting from having sex together in order to seek the Lord, and then uh, coming back and being with each other again. Uh, some examples from the scriptures are in the book of Esther, chapter 4, where Esther is about to go to the king because some things are happening and won't go into the whole story. And she says this to the people around her, Go and gather all the Jews to be found uh, in the city and hold a fast on my behalf. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my young woman will also fast as you do, and then I will go to the king, though it is against the law. And if I perish, 
I perish. And so it was from food and from drink that they were fasting so that they could seek the Lord. In 1 Corinthians 7, 5, uh, Paul writes, Do not deprive one another except perhaps by agreement for a limited time. He's talking about sexual activity. So that you may devote yourselves to prayer. You hear that? Fasting from sexual activity in order to devote themselves to seeking God uh, in prayer. So that's what fasting is. It's refraining from some things in order to seek God with that time and with the opportunity we have. But why? Why fast? What is it about fasting that is so important? Well, I believe that fasting is usually about intensely seeking the Lord's direction, not just casually or normally seeking God's direction, which we should be doing every day, but rather intensely seeking the Lord's direction for usually three reasons. Uh, For something that's happened in the past, and so it involves repentance, and that would be seeking the Lord for forgiveness. And an example of that would be in the book of Joel, where it says, Yet even now declares the Lord, return to me with your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. And the Lord says, and I will forgive you. Return to me with with fasting. Show that you're returning to me. Uh, Or in Psalm 69, 10, where David said, when I wept and humbled my soul with fasting, it became my reproach. And so at times we fast about things in the past, or we fast about things in the present for crises and challenges that are happening now, and we're looking for the Lord's direction. Again, in the Old Testament, Nehemiah was was looking for God's direction, and so it says, As soon as I heard these words, I sat down, and I wept, and I mourned for days, and I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven to figure out what he should do next. And then a very famous passage in the book of Acts, it says this, uh, this is about the church. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, refraining from eating, I think in this case, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart from me Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. Uh, And so they were seeking God's direction in the present. What should we do right now with what's going on? Finally, we have the past, the present, and the future. We fast for God's discernment and strength to be given to us for what is to come. It's really a bit of a preparation. And Jesus himself fasted in the desert for 40 days, being tempted by the devil. The book of Matthew says, He ate nothing during those days when they ended. He was hungry, but he had fasted to prepare himself for the three years of ministry that God was leading him into. And and back to the book of Daniel, Daniel says this, I ate no delicacies, no meat or wine entered my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all for the full three weeks, trying to figure out what to do in the future as God was preparing him. And so I I think that we we fast for things in the past that we were repenting of. We can fast for things in the present that we need to know exactly what to do and seek the Lord's counsel in that. And then we fast to prepare ourselves for what God is leading us into in the future. Finally, the last question is, well, okay, but then how do we fast? How do we fast? And, you know, the Bible gives us three things that I want to give to you now that talks clearly about how to fast. The first one um, comes out of Matthew, and it's this way. We we fast with humility and very quietly. We don't cause people to to be attracted to us or to pay attention to what we're doing. We're supposed to do it privately, very much in a private, quiet way, not to draw attention from others. Uh, Jesus himself said in Matthew chapter 6, and when you fast, notice he didn't say if you fast, he says when you fast, so it's supposed to be a part of our life. Do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others, and truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. Which really means they're probably not going to hear from God. But when you fast, anoint your head, 
Wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And so we fast quietly and privately. Um, Other people should perhaps not know that we're fasting, unless we collectively decide to do that perhaps together. Secondly, we fast with intention, with the intention that God will draw near to us. And Daniel chapter 9 says that. He says, Then I turned my face to the Lord, seeking Him by prayer and pleas for mercy with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And, And Daniel wasn't doing that just hoping that perhaps God might show up. He was expecting God to come to him and he was demonstrating to God with intention that he wanted God to come near. And of course, the Bible says that the Lord did come near to Daniel. And so we do it privately and quietly. We do it intentionally. And then finally, how do we fast? We fast with expectation, which is similar to intention, but a little bit different. With an expectation that the Lord will then lead us into the future that He has for us. Uh, The book of Ezra, when they're talking about leaving uh, exile and going back to Jerusalem, uh, it says this, So we fasted and implored our God for this, and He listened to our entreaty. The Lord listened and he responded and he granted them what they were looking for. Uh, And in the book of Acts as well, again, back to chapter 13, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart Paul and Barnabas for the work to which I have called them. And then listen, after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them, that is Paul and Barnabas, and they sent them off. God had spoken, they acted on that expectation and they sent Paul and Barnabas off with an expectation that the Lord would be with them. All right, so we've talked about fasting. We've answered a few questions. I want to end simply with this. I believe that the Lord is eager to meet with us. Do you? I believe that He does not turn away from those who seek Him and that our eagerness also is something that He's looking for. And so I think the challenge for you and for me uh, is what do we do about fasting? And, and can I just challenge you, I'm challenging myself here in the month of November, uh, to fast from something this month. Is there something in your life that you can fast from? Uh, and probably not food, going a month without food isn't something probably very wise, but can you fast from coffee? Uh, can you uh, fast from doing some kind of physical activity? Can you fast from television? Can you, can you fast from, uh, I'm not sure what it might be, but are you willing to give up something in order to focus on God more intensely? And then to come to Him with the things that you are thinking about and that you really want to hear from Him about. And as you fast, will you come with an expectation and an intention that God wants, He is eager to speak with you in that way. Let that be your challenge and mine this month. And then let's have some stories with each other about what we have heard from the Lord as we come before Him in humility and in intentionality and expectantly. All right? Let's pray together. Father God, thank you. Thank you that we can pray in a way that involves not just coming to you in conversation, but we can come to you, Lord, in in other activities such as fasting. And, And Lord, as we commit perhaps to doing that, as I commit to doing that in this month, thank you, God, that you promise to come near to us and to commune with us and us with you. Lord, bless us today, we pray. May we may we walk with you well and may you be seen in our lives by others, we ask. Amen. Lord be with you today. God bless you.